Good morning, basketball world. Welcome back to the NBA Moneyline Podcast. This is episode 58, and I'm your host. I'm self-proclaimed picks guru, Damian Palace. Last night was a little bit of fun. I split my picks, um, and then I got to watch the Rockets-Lakers game, and man, I think I'm going to rant. So yeah, watching the game was pretty interesting. I noticed, I don't think James Harden is good for the game of basketball. It's, I know I'm a Laker fan, so I'm a little biased here, but man, that was just an ugly display of basketball. I, I know he had a 50-point triple-double. He has four of those, the most in the NBA history. But my God, like he plays to get fouled. He plays to sell fouls. He plays to almost trick referees. He's flopping, and then when he doesn't, like it just, it just, it's not basketball, man. Whatever happened to the good old days where you really try to bust your opponent's ass, where you really try to get to the basket, and if he fouled you, he fouled you. Not, I'm gonna, all, I, I have a straight path to the lane, and you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna change direction midway through and go through my opponent who's on the side of me and try to get a foul call and throw my hands up in the air. It was. The refs should be ashamed of themselves, and I think James Harden should be ashamed of himself that he's resorted to this style of play. It's just, it's not basketball. It's not fun to watch. It's not even fair. Because honestly, anyone can do it. But people aren't raised to play like that. People rely on natural skill. And maybe this is why he hasn't, and maybe will never win an NBA championship. Because you know what happens come April, come May, come June. The refs don't fall for that shit. And you've already made it uh, a routine that you're going to get 15 free throws by flopping and throwing your hands in the air. And now in the playoffs, you're extra frustrated and you guys are getting technical fouls because you're not getting these bullshit calls. I'm a little heated because it was it was just not fun to watch. It was just like, oh, my God. Every time, you know, James Harden going to the basket, you're seeing uh, the bigs come step over for help. There's about to be a playmate. And it's just like, oh, James Harden let somebody bump into his elbow. Anyway, let's move on to today's games. Atlanta minus 12 and a half at Boston, 222 in the total score. The Hawks are in the bottom of the Eastern Conference. Outside of Trey, Young Bombs and Vince Carter power laves. There's really nothing exciting about them. Uh, they dropped four of the last five and seem to have trouble scoring the ball on the road. The Celtics have turned it up a notch. They won seven in a row. And about a week ago, I mentioned that it looked like they stopped trying to be a defensive team and started just scoring the ball and playing faster. In their last matchup, an overtime win against the Wizards, Kyrie Irving showed why he's so clutch in back-to-back threes in John Wall's face. In the face. Now to see the game, it looks like the Celtics are ready to get their swagger back and Kyrie is leading the ship. There's too many points on the table for me to feel comfortable choosing a winner with the spread, but I will take the under. Hawks cannot score in a row and I think the Celtics will take the opportunity to feast on them. New York minus, oh no, New York plus 10 and a half minus, yeah right. New York plus 10 and a half at Charlotte, 225.5. Uh, the Knicks are on a downward spiral lately, losing five in a row, including a loss to the Cavs in Cleveland in the last matchup. Moondier and Hardaway Jr. are the only solid, con- you know, consistent contributors. After that, you have no idea what players are going to step up and give you a good night. Um, and this is every night. Um, note that in their five-game losing streak, they failed to hit 110 points in all five games. The Hornets are going through their smooth road right now, currently on a three-game winning streak, but this season has filled with streaks. A three-game winning streak here, then a little three-game losing streak, then another two-game winning streak, then they lose three, and it just goes back and forth um, to their real medium, their real mid, as I like to say. Uh, a lot of points on the table here as well. I do like the Hornets at home, though, but I'm going to grab the under 226. Hornets will get buckets. I don't think the Knicks are able to score much tonight. 
Indiana plus four and a half at Philly, 219 in the total. The Pacers are just a good team, and that's what we're going to say. We're going to give them the credit that they deserve. They're a freaking good team. They've been holding on the fort without all-star uh, Victor Oladipo, and they haven't missed a step since his return. Uh, they won five in a row and seven of the last ten, and they have my favorite front court. Um, even off the bench, I'm a big Sabonis fan. Uh, they also have Corey Joseph off the bench and Tyreek Evans. Uh, they can definitely spark an offense there. They're deep. The Sixers are hanging around. A little banged up. Jimmy Butler's questionable, but the Sixers have looked good overall. They've done a great job at home, going 14-2, which is the best home record in the NBA. For some reason, I don't want to bet against the Pacers. I think they have some momentum, and they're deeper today compared to the Sixers today. And they have, you know, far more better available players. So I'm going to take the over. So a little over 219. Milwaukee minus 10 at Cleveland. 218 in total. The Bucks have been mixed bag lately splitting their last 10 games. It feels like they haven't established any dominance. I will say that Bledsoe has looked spectacular lately and he's really underrated when we talk about point guards in the NBA. Uh, he does an amazing job for those guys. He gets them orchestrated and he can really attack the basket. He can shoot. He's tough. Um, and it's been a while since their offense has had a big game overall. And I think tonight might present the opportunity for them. That the Cavs have played decent, uh, not winning much, but they've looked overall a little bit better, I guess. Uh, when given time, Larry Nance Jr. really puts up great numbers. Uh, somebody to always look out for in fantasy. Um, I'm trying to think these guys are purposely tanking, and because of that, uh, I think the Bucks really turn it up tonight, so I'm going to take them minus 10. Washington Wizards plus one and a half in Brooklyn, 225.5 in the total. The Wiz are an enigma to me. I'm not sure if their main function is to win or lose. I have no idea. They lost three in a row and won two in a row before that. They can compete when they show up. Uh, you just have to catch them on a good day. The Nets have won three in a row, including wins at Philly and against the Raptors. Um, looks like they're having a tough time before that with like seven or eight game losing streak and multiple fourth quarter meltdowns. They recently re-signed Dinwiddie, which leads me to believe that the Dinwiddie-Delo combo, um, they believe in it. Or maybe they're going to do something with Delo soon. I don't know, but they, they, they've established that they're keeping Dinwiddie at least for the next couple of years. Um, looking at both teams' recent scoring, I think taking the over of 225 is the best bet here. Miami, plus 4.5. At Memphis, 197 on the total. The Heat have lost two in a row and have slipped their last 10. Jajic will not play tonight. Seems like he has lingering knee issues. They have a lot of good individual pieces, but they do not have a good team. The Grizz have been all over the place, especially lately. They've won three of the last five. Looks like they're getting back to their defensive ways. If you remember a couple weeks ago, I mentioned that. It seemed like the young guys forgot the game plan, which was defense, which was to grind out their opponent they get they got a little happy when they were up top and they started getting a little flash he started trying to score the ball more and i'm sorry garrett temple i'm sorry shelvin mack just play some d bro we don't we don't you guys ain't making no all-star ballots ever so just play some d man it's it's okay it's okay to be a winner not an all-star i'd rather be a winner than an all-star myself um yeah, they, they went away from their MO. But I think Vegas did a good job with the 197 total score. So I'm going to adjust a little bit. I'm going to go with the Grizzlies minus four tonight. Then we got the Toronto Raptors at Portland, 216 on the total. Raptors are the best team in the NBA. Kawhi Leonard, possible MVP. And he's considered day-to-day day-to-day. Uh, I think he will play. They've won two in a row, seven out of the last ten. Uh, the Blazers have hit a wall recently, lost two in a row. Uh, and... and lost seven of the last ten luckily for them they're actually home and they're pretty good at home they're 10 and four 
Um, and, and I'm seeing a pattern with the Blazers. They're starting to play toward the expectations that everyone ha- kind of had for them in the beginning of the year. Um, I thought so far they've exceeded that. But I think gravity is setting in. I think the Raptors are a superior team. And this will be a good test for them to go into the Motor Center with the rowdy Friday night crowd. I'm taking the Raptors money line tonight. Oklahoma City plus oh, minus one and a half at Denver. 219 in the total. Uh, the Thunder have been pretty good this year. They've held it down while Westbrook's been out. Paul George and Dennis Schroeder have done a good job on both ends, but Westbrook is back. Uh, they've won seven of the last ten. And the Nuggets are currently the best in the West. Uh, but they're facing the injury bug. Millsap, Murray, and Barton, to name a few, are out. Uh, I think the success of this season so far had a lot to do with Murray and Millsap. So I think they'll be slipping a little until they get those guys back. I'm going to take OKC tonight to cover. I think they're ready for the fight. Last game is Golden State Warriors, minus 7.5 at Sacramento, 235.5 in the total. The Warriors are looking real good again. They're just about at full strength. And I think before Xmas, they'll, before Xmas, that's what I wrote in my notes, before Christmas, um, they'll be the number one team in the West uh, before their last loss, which was by 20 points to the Raptors. They had won four in a row, and they look really good doing it. Uh, the reason why the spread isn't double figures, though, is because the Kings have kind of had the Warriors' numbers of late. I think the last, like, I want to say three or four matchups. Uh, I know last time they only lost by one. They might have beat them the two times before that. Uh, so that's why Vegas is a little soft in this line. But I'm going to lock the Warriors minus seven. I think it's bombs over Baghdad today. The Warriors are going to let it rain, let freedom rain. Um, and the line looks too soft. So I'm taking the Warriors minus seven. We can move over to FanDuel now, where I'll give you guys what I like to call the skeleton lineup. Take this lineup and make some minor adjustments, but this is the uh, combo that I like. I like Eric Bledsoe, Dinwiddie, Clarkson, Middleton, Josh Johnson, no, I'm sorry, Josh Richardson, uh, Hernan Gomez, Jermichael Green, Larry Nance Jr., and Mark Gasol, not to be confused with his brother, Pal Gasol. And that's going to wrap up. Uh, what are we at, 58? Wow, episode 58 of the NBA Moneyline Podcast. I'm losing count here. Uh, once again, I'm your host, Damian Palace. You can reach us on Twitter at NBA Moneyline or at uh, the Facebook fan page at NBA Moneyline Podcast. And we're getting an Instagram page underway, and that's going to be NBA Moneyline as well. Good luck on all your bets. And remember, basketball never stops.